Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Successful Woman Radio Show brought to you by WomenAboutBiz.net, empowering you with the tools and resources to start and grow your very own business. Hi, everyone. This is your coach and founder of Women About Biz, Trina Newby. I'm so excited that you're here with me today on the Successful Woman Radio Show. We've got a lot to talk about, and of course, our theme all this month of May is, get this, client, marketing, and sales. Those three things should be the most important things as a business owner that you are concerned with every single day. And so it's so important that we break these things down for you this month and really help you to understand why it is that they are important. And I'm going to be talking about each one of these areas, clients, marketing, and sales. And so, of course, today, very, very excited that I'm going to be discussing clients, getting clients and communicating with your clients and prospects. Uh, Very key, something that you definitely will want to get your pen and notepad um, out for. And so we're going to be doing that coming up just in, I would say, probably about 20 minutes or so. And then also, I'm going to exactly give you the key question, five questions of leadership and authority, which is so very important because, as you know, I've been talking about this now for a couple of years, that I have discovered that even though there are several things that play into being successful, really, I believe that it all boils down to being a leader for your business, and not just any type of leader, but the leader based on the type of business that you have started. Different businesses require different things of us as business owners. And if you are not in touch with what that is, or if you're not clear of the directions that you're trying to go in for your business, then it makes it very difficult for you to also understand where you should be at in uh, in respect to being a good leader. So, again, um, that is going to be very, very key. So those five questions of leadership and authority is coming up very shortly. And so, again, this is just going to be a very informative show. So I definitely want you guys to get your pen and notepad out, take some good notes. And, you know, if you have questions on any of the shows that we do, you can always email us at support at womenaboutbiz.net. Again, that's member support at womenaboutbiz.net. You can always email us, and we'd be more than happy to answer any questions uh, that you might have. Just to let you know, uh, I am, my throat, something's going on here with my throat today, so you may hear me do a little coughing. I've tried to hydrate myself all morning long. That doesn't seem to work, so I refuse to claim that I'm getting a cold. But I reject that, but I am working on my throat, trust me. So, again, as I was saying, you know, our theme all this month is clients, marketing, and sales. And that really excites me. But I brought it up this month in May because here we are almost six months out from the end of 2019. Yeah, that's right, ladies. We'll be hitting and heading on into 2020 before you know it. And so I think this is a time as business women, especially that we need to really set ourselves down, really understand what it is that we're trying to accomplish, right? And of course, we want to make money in our businesses. That is a key factor, right? So we want to make money, but what is it that's going to bring in the money? What are the different things that should already be included in our workflow? Where should we hold our priorities? You know, what type of communication should we be doing? And so these are some of the questions that I am going to answer for you all this month. So you definitely want to make sure that you mark your calendar 
for each and every Monday this month of May um, because I've got some good stuff for you. But also I want you to think about this as well. Um, I don't want you to get discouraged because maybe you haven't accomplished all of your goals or you haven't made the amount of money that you had hoped to make by now for the new year of 2019. That's okay. But what you do need to do, and um, I'll say it again, you need to put on your big girl panties and get ready to be more focused and get ready to be laser sharp and take action with the goals that you are going to set for yourself. You know, the beautiful thing about being a business owner is that you do not have to have everything written in stone to the point to where you can't change it. You are the creator. You are the business owner. And so what that means is that you get to change, you get to enhance, you get to improve anything within your workflow that you need to in order for you to generate the revenue that you're looking for and in order for you to improve people being attracted to you and calling you because of what you're putting out there marketing-wise. So you get to change all of that. You are the boss, the CEO. And so that is why it's so important that you own that, right? You own that title. You own that position and all that it means because it's quite powerful and you can do so much with it. And so, again, I'm going to be sharing with you the five questions of leadership and authority, but also today um, I'm going to talk with you about something special, and that is I had the opportunity to attend the Michelle Obama event here in Atlanta on, um, on Saturday. Uh, Gail King was the moderator. She did an excellent job. Michelle had all of us laughing, all of us shaking our heads up and down in agreement with her on a lot of things that she talked about. And so I'm going to share a few of those things that Michelle talked with us about at the show as well. And then, of course, uh, I would be remiss if I didn't read for you from the book, right, this wonderful book, No Excuses. Um, so for those of you that have not bought the book yet, I really want you to go um, and get the book because it's that important, right? Um, I think that we have to, moving forward for the rest of this year, um, and always, we have to have a mindset of no excuses. And I was sharing before on the show that, you know, as I was taking some classes with my coach and reading the book No Excuses, I learned that even though you may have a valid reason why um, you can't do something, it is still just an excuse. And so our goals really should be to put up no excuses when it comes to being successful, when it comes to making things happen for ourselves and our business, there should be no excuses. And so um, I have been reading excerpts out of the book. No Excuses by Brian Tracy. I want to encourage you to put it in your success library, but not just put it there. Open the book up, read it. For those of you who are Kindle or ebook fans, you know, get your ebook out, marketing your calendar, all of you to read this book because when I tell you that this book changed a lot of the way I think, it really did. It helped me to understand that I needed to be accountable to myself. And so, again, I'm going to be reading another excerpt from, for you from the book No Excuses, okay? I want to just uh, quickly also share with you some things that I think is very key. A lot of people have been emailing me again, asking me about the best calendar system, what do I think about uh, customer uh, relation management systems, that type of thing. And so, again, I want to share with you, I will be talking about more of these resources, but I want to let you know that the number one thing that has to happen with time management is definitely going to be commitment. Listen, ladies, there is no secret, okay, about time management. But what you do need to understand is that sometimes time management doesn't work for us because we're not committed to the system, and then sometimes it doesn't work because we have no system. So with that said, I want to just throw a couple of resources out to you regarding time management, regarding a calendar system, okay? 
So I use Google Calendar. Now, I have I've had paid calendars. Um, I've tried a lot of different systems online, but what I've come to the decision of is that because my smartphone operates pretty much on the Google system with receiving my text messages, my notices, uh, my emails, then I want to make sure that I use a system that is all in one when it comes to that kind of thing. So. Google Calendar is really great, okay? And as a matter of fact, the whole G Suite, which is what they call their, their um, suite of services that they offer at no cost, and there's no advertisement on these services, right? This is Google's give back. They are servicing billions of people all around the world, and they wanted to make sure that in a lot of third world countries that people who could not afford to have these quality services like work processors and spreadsheets and um, um, presentation makers and website makers, they wanted to make sure that individuals had access to this. And so they created G Suite, which encompasses all of what I just mentioned and so much more. So if you haven't already, I really want you to go ahead and I want you to go ahead and look up in Google when you get the chance G Suite, and there you will see all of the different features of the G Suite components, okay? But um, I use Google Calendar, and I really like it because many of the software systems that are out there now, like uh, Constant Contact, MailChimp, and many others, they have add-ins for Google Calendar. Many of the appointment makers have add-ins for Google Calendar. So, again, um, my thing is is that I want to use something that is extremely reliable, and so I have found over the last 10 years that I have been using Google Calendar, it has not failed me yet. So that's what I can recommend to you is Google Calendar. Now, with that said, um, there is a customer relations manager that I have switched over to, and I really super like it, and I've talked about it before, and it's called Capsule, C-A-P-S-U-L-E, CapsuleCRM.com. And as a matter of fact, for those of you who are listening from the Facebook Live group, I'll go ahead and uh, I'll type out uh, the actual website. And for those of you who are listening via Blog Talk Radio, um, you can always go back later and listen to this broadcast or go into the Facebook group at Women About Biz um, and listen to this live broadcast and see some of the notes that I have perhaps typed up under here, but again, Capsule CRM is very good. I really like it because it's simple to use, and in addition to its simplicity, I like the way uh, all of the features work together. The other thing is that you can sync uh, your task items or your to-do items from Capsule with your Google Calendar, and I really like that as well. So you can check out Capsule CRM. Very excited about this product. I really like it. Now, I have been in the past recommending uh, Insightly, which is still also another customer relations manager that I really like. I really respect all the work that they have did. They've gotten a little more advanced and added more features onto it. So as a result, it's made Insightly a little complicated for those who are just looking for a simple, uh, easy-to-use system to add their contacts and their prospects, uh, list opportunities, that type of thing. So stay tuned. I will try and do um, a Facebook Live and give you guys a tour of Capsule CRM and some and show you some examples of how it is actually used. Okay, but Capsule CRM and again for those of you who are listening live via Blog Talk Radio, that's C A P S U L E C as in customer R as in relations M as in manager CapsuleCRM dot com. Go on there. They've got a great free uh, service that comes with, I think, about 250 contact files. And if you don't have more than 250 contact files just for the time, at least it gives you, you know, leeway to try out the service before you start paying for it. So, again, capital CRM. 
So I, I wanted to go ahead and address that because I am getting a lot of emails on time management. Um, I've done a time management uh, webinar, and so uh, I will post some information about when that webinar is going to be available because we just redid a, a whole new component to time management. So we'll be posting that course, uh, which will be up for sale for those of you who are not our Prime members, but it will be up for sale, okay? And who knows, I might even bless you guys with um, a preview of our new time management webinar. So again, stay tuned for that information as well. So here we are about almost six months out, and it's time for us to gear up our mindsets and figure out what it is that we're going to do to improve or enhance our business and to make it happen. So without further ado, what I wanted to do is go ahead and read to you the five questions of leadership and authority. I want to make sure I get these questions out to you. Number one, am I clear on my role as CEO of my company? Uh, for those of you on Facebook, are you clear on your role as CEO? You guys share with me. Answer yes or no. Um, if you're in Blog Talk Radio, you guys can always email us at membersupport at womenaboutbiz.net. But I want to know, are you clear on your role as the CEO of your business. And if you're not clear on that role, then what, what questions do you have? Because all this month, I want to really get very clear on clients' marketing and sales. And um, so many times people will get confused in, with me talking about that particular subject if they are confused on what is their role as the CEO? What are they trying to do? What are they trying to accomplish? So, again, uh, definitely let me know, are you clear on your role as the CEO of your business? And for those of you who are in the Facebook group and you're listening, if you aren't responding in the chat, yes, I'm clear, I can only take that to mean no, I'm not clear, okay? And I will try to address more of this and help you to understand more of what is needed to be clear as the CEO. Here's number two. What are my business priorities? So that's what we're talking about all this month. But when I talk about that, those two words, business priorities, I'm talking about, you know, marketing, sales, what tasks do you have to implement? How is your workflow system um, being processed? And then number three, do I have a bird's eye view of the following areas, your daily workflow, your marketing system and strategy, your follow-up system? Do you have a daily bird's eye view of that? Meaning, do you have something that you're able to look at and actually see that bird's eye view? This is why I recommend Capsule CRM because after you add all of your tasks in and all of the various things, what happens is that you can then go back, right? You can then go back and actually, um, you know, look at your bird's eye view by clicking on the desktop of your capsule CRM. And so that's why it's so very important that if you're, if you're trying to be the CEO of your business, you've got to have tools as well that are going to serve as accountability tools, as reminder tools, and this is what the CRM will do for you, okay, along with your calendar that you are using every single day, right? Okay, here's number four. Am I allowing my power team to work for me in helping to execute my daily workflow. This is very, very important. Um, I've talked about a power team before and why I think a power team is so, so very, very important. And all a power team is is a, a group of professionals that actually make up your support team, right? You cannot do it all by yourself. While you may be a solopreneur, it doesn't mean that you have to do everything by yourself. You should automatically establish a support team of individuals that can help to shorten your learning curve and push things out faster for yourself, right? Very, very key. And then number five, last but not least, in the five questions of leadership and authority, is do I have a delegation system in place to activate my power team? You know, it doesn't make a lot of sense to have a power team, to get it together, 
um, you've created your marketing system, your follow-up system, all of these things, and now you're ready to delegate, but you don't actually have a delegation system in place. And so this is very key. Now, all five of these questions of leadership and authority are structured to help you have your aha moments, ladies. It's, it's structured so that you will ask yourself these questions. And, for example, if you're lacking in any area, then you should be able to answer the areas that you're lacking in for each of the questions and then go about, right, changing that into something positive, a solution of how you're going to be the CEO, how you're going to pay your attention and stay focused on your business priorities. So, again, that's what these questions are for. And, by the way, don't be surprised if the questions that you ask yourself, these five questions, that they are different every 30 days or so, right? Because you are growing, you are evolving, you are changing. And so your answers are going to be different because you are improving, you are enhancing, and you're making the necessary changes to whatever is needed to start generating the revenue that you desire, okay? Very, very important. And so, again, um, thank you to all of those ladies who are, answering, you know, and letting me know where you are as far as your clarity as the CEO um, of your business. You know, uh, I have been coaching for a long time now, 20-plus years, and I will say in that time span, I have learned so much about the thought process of women, and there are some commonalities that we actually have, a lot as a matter of fact, but the one thing that I have noticed, and this is why I have, um, you know, I, I can talk about a lot of things, but leadership is like the most important because when we get our mindsets right, when we understand our role as CEO and entrepreneur visionary of our company, then things will start to fall in place. We'll start to know what we should be paying attention to and what should be happening. So make sure you write these five questions down. Make sure that you uh, visit them and write them as often as necessary. Put them on an index card if you need to. Go over them every single morning. As a matter of fact, if you haven't already, ladies, you should be blocking off at least 30 minutes to an hour of personal development time every single morning, okay? Very, very important. So what I want to do right now is I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to read from the book, um, no Excuses by Brian Tracy. And, again, this is one of my favorite books. It is the book that we're going to be covering probably uh, throughout the month of May, also throughout the month of June. We covered it just a little bit the last week of April. But this book is very, very important, and I want you um, to really understand why I'm recommending No Excuses. Uh, yeah, exactly. I see somebody hit me up on the chat and say, it said, no, no, thanks, Sherry, no excuses, absolutely, because I make too many of them. You better believe I do too, and this is why um, I am trying to share this with you ladies, because, you know, keeping it transparent always, look, hey, I have made some big excuses um, in my business career, and it's not something that I'm proud of. But there have been times where I have been sick. There have been times when I've had valid excuses as to why something didn't get done. But what I have learned is that they are just that. They are excuses, whether they are valid excuses or invalid excuses. Guess what? They are still just, guess what, an excuse, right? And so I want to encourage all of you guys to adopt and embrace a no-excuse policy. And what that's going to require you to do, it's going to require you to be a better manager of the time that's given to you by God every single day, 24 hours, right? If you wake up and you take a deep breath and you open your eyes, you have been blessed with the ability to breathe and live, and so you have been given 24 hours. And what you do with that, what you do with that time is very, very important, and this is why you can prevent yourself from making excuses of why something didn't get done when you know how to better manage your time, when you create tools for yourself as the CEO that's going to help you to accomplish your goals. So here we are 
in the book, No Excuses, and his, uh, I'm in Chapter 5, Self-Discipline and Personal Excellence. And this is what the author said, okay? You are your most valuable asset. Your life, your potential, and your possibilities are the most precious things you have. Thus, your great goal in life should be to fulfill that potential and become everything you are capable of becoming. Your ability to learn, grow, and fulfill your potential is unlimited. Today, people are graduating from high school and college in their 70s, learning new subjects, starting new businesses, developing new capabilities. Your ability to learn and remember can continue throughout your life if you keep your brain alert, alive, and functioning at its best. He says your most precious financial asset is your earning ability. You guys hear that? Your most precious financial asset, again, is your earning ability. Your ability to work is your primary source of cash throughout your life. You could lose your home, your car, your bank account, and everything you own, but as long as you have your earning ability, you can earn it all back and more in months and years ahead. Now, ain't that the truth, right? Can I get an amen on that? If you understand your earning ability, if you understand how to make money, right, if you understand how to take your knowledge and the information that you know and transfer it and help others, then it is always going to equal money. That is the master formula for wealth. Knowledge plus information plus action is always going to equal money. And that is what he is talking about right here. And that is what's so very, very important. So, again, he's talking about the fact that you are your most valuable asset, and you've got to understand that. So I want to tie that in with saying that not only are you your most valuable asset, but because of that, that is why the most important thing that you need to learn as a businesswoman is how to be the CEO and leader of your business. When you learn this, Okay, when you learn this, everything else will fall into place, and all of the things that go into the recipe of a successful business will come to mind for you. You will understand that because you are clear of who you are and who you should be as the CEO of your company. So the author goes on to say that most people don't realize this. They take their earning ability for granted, but it has taken you your entire life to develop your earning ability. Every bit of education, experience, and hard work that you have invested in your craft and developing your skills has gone into building this earning ability asset. Your earning ability is is very much like a muscle. He says it can increase in strength and power year by year as a result of regular exercise. Likewise, the opposite is true, too. If left alone or ignored, your earning ability, like your muscles, can become weaker or even decline because you have simply failed to upgrade it continually. In other words, your earning ability can be either an appreciating or a depreciating asset. An appreciating asset is something that grows in value and cash flow every year as a result of continual investment and improvement. A depreciating asset, he says, on the other hand, is something that loses value over time and finally reaches the point at which it is written off being of little or no further value. The choice is yours, ladies, as to whether your earning ability is increasing or decreasing month by month, year by year. You guys understand this? I want you guys to go in this book, for those of you who have the No Excuses book, Read page 79, this is chapter 5 throughout the end of the chapter, because you need to understand why you are the most important asset when it comes to your life and when it comes to your business, you are the most important asset, okay? And we have more power 
than we ever will begin to know or understand because God gave us this power. He pre-installed it inside of us when we were born. And so it's so very, very important for you to understand that whatever you set your mind to do, yes, you can do it, and you better believe you can. But if you don't embrace that belief, if you have not accepted the belief that you hold incredible powers to do and be anything that you want and generate any amount of income that you want, then it won't happen. So you have to decide right now whether or not your earning ability is going to be an asset to you, right, or if it's not going to be an asset. You've got to make that decision. If it's going to be an asset, then you need to pay close attention to the five questions of leadership and authority, start taking them seriously, and start working through them. And whatever you don't have, if you can't answer these questions in a positive manner to where it's enhancing your business and you're experiencing the enhancement of your business because of them, then back to the drawing board you go. You start working until you get it right, okay? And so I want you guys to remember that. Get the book, No Excuses by Brian Tracy, and then I want you to make sure that you have it down packed, these five questions of leadership and authority. Um, Someone texted me and asked me, hey, Betty, Someone is texting me and asking me, Betty is saying, uh, Trina, is it possible that these questions can be printed out? Okay, so what I will do, uh, Betty, is I will guarantee today by no later than 3 o'clock that I'll have these questions printed out on the Women About Biz website. So if you go to womenaboutbiz.net and then you click on Successful Woman Radio, I'll have these questions in the Successful Woman Radio channel on the website, okay, so that you guys will be able to actually see them, okay? And a lot of you have been taking notes, you know, so you have been asking yourself these questions as often as you need to continue to do so. And what I would suggest that you do, if you haven't already, is create a journal. Maybe create a a leadership and authority journal, uh, just for these questions so that you continue to explore, go back through your notes, make new notes, you know, and explore these questions in different ways so that you can begin to grow as the CEO of your company, which is so very, very important. Well, I want to just share with you guys a lot of things that happened this weekend in regards to the Michelle Obama event. I had such a wonderful time. And first, I want to give a big shout-out and thank you to one of my business associates, um, Nicola Smith-Jackson, who is the CEO of PinkMillionaire.com. She's also an extraordinary leader uh, in network marketing as well. Uh, Nicola gifted me a ticket, uh, a first-class ticket at that, to – uh, the Michelle Obama event back in December as a Christmas gift, and it was such a – I was so overwhelmed when she gave it to me. And so we all had a fantastic time. It was five of us uh, that went, and we had dinner prior, and then after dinner we were able to walk right into the State Farm Arena um, and experience something quite incredible. So what was so amazing about this, first of all, is that I met so many wonderful ladies. Um, you know, we never have a problem with talking and connecting, and it, and, and that point was proven um, at that particular event. Women that didn't even know each other, we were talking to each other, embracing one another. We exchanged phone numbers. Uh, I can't begin to tell you how many women that I've met, and um, I, I met a lovely couple that sat next to me. Um, they were they were wonderful, and so there were a lot of things that went on. And so, of course, when Michelle came out, everyone exploded with excitement, right? And Gail King was off the charts as well. I really uh, loved her personality, um, and I really loved her style of moderation because it was more of like um, it was more of like a girlfriend's conversation and you were able to look in uh, you know how we hear the expression of walls to talk it was that kind of experience 
experience, you were able to actually look in and, and see everything that was being said. And so some of the things I want to just quickly share with you that Michelle talked about, um, Michelle said something that has stuck with me. And I want to re I want to go to my notes and make sure that I have it properly said because it was very very um, profound. She says you need to own the hard H A R D. You need to own the hard part of your story and not be embarrassed to own the hard parts of your story. And she says because if you don't own the hard parts of your story then somebody else is going to own it for you and put you in a light that you may not like. And what she was talking about was that during her first lady, there were so many rumors that were going around, right? There were racial slurs. There were, uh, there were rumors that she was the one uh, running the White House and over her husband. Um, they they had her looking like, you know, that she was um, a bossy wife and so bossy that he was being a yes man, and she didn't like all of that. And so she realized that her silence about who she was was getting overtaken by newspapers, by uh, comments in the media, who were just really out for a story, out to make some money. And so as a result, she started really looking back at her vision and what it was that she was trying to do, uh, what, her, what her platform was as First Lady and what she stood for. And so she said that she realized that she not only had to be truthful and authentic, but that she needed to own the hard part of her story. And that's when she said to everyone in the audience, and you need to own the hard part of your story as well. And so um, she also talked about the fact that she began to own the hard part of her story. She discussed the fact that, yes, her and Barack, had to seek marriage counseling. But she, she said something that was correct, was like, think about it. He, he, here we are. I'm an attorney. He's a, an attorney. He's busy. Um, we, we are out for, for countless hours during the day, yet we have two children and we have other people helping us with those kids. And we're trying to be a family, a whole unit, and we're not doing such a good job at it. We're having a, a hard time with that. So, yes, we went to a counselor so that we could create and strengthen our relationship and strengthen our marriage. And one of the things that she talked about was that whoever said that, oh, don't worry, you can balance your marriage and marriage is a 50-50 thing, she said they lied. And I agree with her. They did, right? And she talked about the fact that you're going to have to create your own culture in your relationship. You're going to have to come to a common ground, and you're going to have to make some commitment of what's important. And for her and Barack, family was very, very important. So she talked about family a lot. She also talked about the importance of, of understanding who you are, which is why she wrote her book, Becoming. I am becoming. Who are you becoming? And that's what she wanted all of us to answer. Who are you becoming? Who are you? And she said she wrote that because she wanted to make sure that she strengthened and helped young women all around the world to understand that it's up to you to determine who you become. Nobody else. It is up to you. Another thing that I really like that she talked about, she said that, um, she had been in high places. She sat at the tables of prime ministers, of queens. She sat at the table of very important people. But what she realized when she got a chance to sit at those tables because she was so nervous about it, she kept questioning herself, am I really qualified? You know, uh, should I even be here? She says one of the things she realized well, after she sat at those tables, after she was in the mix of the company of all of those important dignitaries and people, is that First of all, they are just people too. Second of all, they're trying to figure out how they got at the table as well, right? And that is so true. And so I, I think the lessons learned from that is stop second-guessing ourselves. Stop.
stop trying to uh, disqualify ourselves. Stop, stop, stop trying to talk ourselves down from being able to take advantage of important opportunities and just go for it, right? Because many of the times the people that are there at the top may still be trying to figure out how they got there as well. So you are who you say you are. So, again, who are you becoming? Who do you want to be? And so those are just some of the things that I got from what, uh, she talked about, and I'm just so grateful that I had the opportunity to be amongst the attendees on that event. Now, she's going to be touring the United States all throughout the rest of this year, so you still might be able to, you know, just put in Google Michelle Obama event and see where she is going to be speaking at. I think her next tour is going to be in Tennessee, but what an inspiring woman. And we need more women who are leaders, who are, um, the, uh, you know, who are out there to inspire our young women to be all they can be. And so, again, I just, you know, been reading her book, Becoming, uh, very, very excited about all of the work that she is doing, and certainly she has my support and my um, and my prayers as she becomes who she needs to be, and I think it's beautiful that her husband is now being supportive of her, and he's taking the back seat, and he's letting her step forward to become who she needs to be. How beautiful is that, right? Um, so I think that's very, very important. I want to go ahead right on into our topic, our hot topic for today, um, which is all about getting and communicating with clients. Um, and I can't talk enough about this topic because getting getting new clients is really what it is all about when you are talking about um, you know, prospecting and what you're trying to do uh, to bring in more money in your business, it really all revolves around getting new clients, getting new customers. Now, you know, I've had a lot of people to say, well, Trina, you know, what's the difference between a client and a customer? And so I just want to quickly answer that because a lot of people get it confused. Don't forget, guys, I've got a little throat issue going on. So if you hear short bursts of silence, it's me drinking water to try to keep myself moisturized. Okay, so um, as I was saying, we're going to delve right on into getting clients and communicating with clients and why that is so very important, okay? But before we do, I want to share with you, again, the difference between the two. Usually, if you're in a service business, you refer to an individual as a client. If you are in a retail business or a product-oriented business, you usually refer to the individual as a customer, okay? The other difference, I think, between a client and a customer, um, and the two can be used interchangeable, but sometimes the only clients can be used is, is like when someone retains your services for a length of time or they retain your services, then you are a client. You can have a customer that actually purchases a product from you, but then you also provide services. And so when they retain your service, they're a client customer, right? And so a lot of people interchange those. But for the purpose of me talking to you today, I'm just going to say client, okay? So the first thing I want to talk about in getting clients, because it, it is such an important piece of your business is that everything that you do, you know you have to have a system. I'm always going to be talking about systems because I can't do without them and neither should you. And so one of the things that I think is very key is that you sit down and you really talk about or brainstorm with yourself and write down and jot down notes about what is it that you need to do to attract new clients, right? And what is it that you need to do to keep the clients that you have? And what type of workflow system do you actually have to do both of those chores? Okay? To keep clients and to get clients, you've got to have some type of workflow system in place to make that happen. So let's first start talking about getting the clients because I think that's very key first. Okay? So the first thing that you need to do in getting new clients is, of course, 
um, you definitely need to understand and know who your target clients are. You can't begin to reach out to anybody and get anything if you're not clear of who you're actually marketing to. So you definitely need to be clear on who your target client is. And one way to find that out, first of all, is really just to start brainstorming within yourself and say, okay, I know that I created my service or I created this product, but what's the typical type of person that would purchase this product from me? And from there you begin to build what we call a, a, a client profile or an avatar. Okay, and um, you begin to build that. What is the age of the individual? Is it a male or female or both? What is something about my particular type of client that really clumps them together and causes them to be interested in what I, what I have? Because in my service, I'm looking at to cure what problem. Okay, I'm looking at to fulfill what need. Okay, I'm looking to solve what challenge. You've got to know what you can solve. You've got to know what problems you can cure. What can you help people with, okay? So you have to know what we refer to in marketing as the pain point. And really it's not pain as in physical pain, but it's like what is the problem that people are having? What really is bugging a lot of people that I can solve the problem for with what I offer currently? Okay, you got to know what that is, and you from there you have to build a target client or customer profile. Okay, name, age. Do do these individuals tend to have a certain income bracket? Right. You've got to know and understand all of that. So what I want to again do is kind of share for you the seven keys to opening your getting new clients floodgate, right? I want to share what these are, okay? So in order to get new clients, the first thing that has to happen is that you've got to be able to attract people so that they start coming to you. And what's going to help this is you having, number one, a marketing strategy. So you need to create a marketing strategy outline based on your target client, right? So you've got to develop a, tar a marketing strategy. The second thing that I think is very, very important is that as you reach out to these individuals, there are certain personal development skills that you need to have in place. So you've got to identify for your business industry what personal development skills do you need to strengthen in order that uh, in order to connect and communicate with these clients properly. When you're talking to someone, do you know how to close the sale with them? You know what are the skills that are going to be required based on your business industry that you need to enhance. Here's number three in the seven keys to opening the the getting new clients floodgate. Okay, in its personal branding. Ladies, what do people see, hear, and experience with you? Personal branding is all about the outside and the inside, from how you dress, what you wear, how you wear your hair, the colors you choose, to how you verbally greet others, and the niche area you choose to represent across all communication platforms. So personal branding is very key. Here's number four is consistency. How consistent can you be as you begin to attract and gain new clients? So you must have a set number of hours each day that you are marketing your business, and it should be clearly marked in your time management schedule, and you should have a large portion of your marketing automated, right? So from the time someone connects with you and fill in a form on your website or click on the link from a social media post or call your phone or email you, you should already have a system worked out that you're going to funnel them into. You should already know from the beginning someone uh, contacts you until the end with you closing the sale, what's supposed to happen in between, okay? So personal branding is very, very important because nobody can be you. That is your competitive edge. Write that down. Creating my personal brand and being me and reaching out to others is my competitive edge edge. Make sure you understand that because nobody, and I mean nobody can be you, right? 
Absolutely. So this is why it's so important for you to be very authentic with what you are doing. You want to reach out to people with all the sincerity and authenticity that you can. And that means that you have to be very careful about copying off of other people, using the same slogans, um, fixing your hair the exact same way. I mean, you know, there are a lot of people who admire Oprah, but through admiring her, what we should be doing is gaining inspiration for creating our own personal brand. But what we don't want to do is we want to start wearing our hair like Oprah, putting on glasses because Oprah wears glasses, uh, wearing certain colors because Oprah wears certain colors. You don't want to start doing that. What you want to do is you want to really sit yourself down and say, what do I like? Who am I? Because there are other people out there that are similar to me that will be attracted by how I introduce myself, how I put myself out there, okay? Number four in the seven keys to opening the floodgates for getting new clients is consistency. You must have a set number of hours each day, again, that you are marketing your business. And then number five is presentation. Once you've generated a lead, you'll need to follow up and schedule some type of time to present your service or product information. Now, for some people who are in the product business, this means that you may have a product video to send them to that will explain the product. For those of you who are in the service business, you may be doing a one-on-one presentation. And some people may be doing a hybrid of the two, right? So, Again, I want you guys to be very mindful of these seven keys to opening up getting new clients. And then um, number six, of course, is follow-up, which is the real powerhouse behind all success. But it's a complex action, and without it, all marketing efforts are pointless. So you've got to develop a follow-up system by creating an outline of what happens, again, from the time you receive a lead until the close of the sale, okay? And then number seven, Last but not least, in the seven keys to opening the, the floodgates for getting new clients is your sales-to-closure ratio. And I don't think enough women are concerned enough about the sales-closure ratio. But what that is is that for so many people that you talk to, how many people out of that number actually become a client, okay? So, so whatever number that is, that becomes your sales-closure ratio. If I talk to 100 people, and 30 people I actually got to become my client, I have um, a 30% ratio, right? And so you have to make a decision of what does my sales ratio need to be? What I like to tell people is use the number 10 for really giving you a good gauge on your sales ratio. For every 10 people you talk to, how many people out of those 10 people actually become your client? If it's one, then you have a 10% ratio. If it's two, you've got a 20% closure ratio. If it's eight, you have an 80% sales closure ratio. But what you need to do is you need to start putting yourself in check and holding yourself accountable, right? And you need to determine what your sales closure ratio is so that you can improve and or enhance what you are already doing. And I hope this is helping many of you. Let me know if it's helping you. For those of you in the Facebook group, say yes, if this is helping you. Um, this information is, is getting to you and you're having some aha moments about what you should be doing to get new clients. Because these seven steps, number one, marketing strategy. Number two, what are the personal development skills you need to pull out in order to really be the CEO. Um, number three, personal branding. You know, what kind of personal branding do you have? Number four, consistency. Consistency in the number of hours that you are marketing each day. Don't forget you have to automate that marketing system as well. Number five, presentation. Number six, follow-up. And number seven, your sales closure ratio. I can't talk about that enough and, you know, how important that actually is. So those are the seven things that I think as the CEO of your business that you need to be following up on in order for you to start generating new clients. Because in each of those areas that I called out, there's going to have to be some work, some research, some planning, some outlining, and a, and a system that's created so that you can start implementing and putting things into action, which is very key. Now, on the other hand, communication 
after you put those things into action, communication is then the most important thing after that, right? Because you have to stay connected to current clients because I do believe that 80% of your current clients can be the majority of your revenue coming into your business if you know how to treat it right. So I think with communications, you have to have a communication system. Um, You have to determine how often am I going to be communicating with my current clients and how often am I going to be communicating with prospects. For example, with Women About Biz, for new prospects coming in, one of my new goals is that I really want to stay with that person for a period of 90 days. So they may receive an email from me or a text message from me um, every other day for about 30 days, um, pointing them to new things within the Women About Biz website and things that they can take advantage of. But then after that, um, I might once a week start sending things to them as suggestions. I may, you know, I want to add value, so I want to give them some free reports and some different types of forms that I think might be helpful. So for 90 days, I want to reach out and touch a person. So what about you? How how long do you want to stay connected to a new contact or prospect before they actually go into your general mailing list? How long do you want to do that? So you've got to figure all of that out. In addition to that, how often should you be contacting and connecting with, again, your current clients? Because when someone purchases from us, when they retain our services or purchase our product, I don't think it should be um, seven days or two weeks before they hear from us again. Let me share a secret with you. People become loyal to our service or our product, and they are going to refer to us when they have familiar trust. I want you guys to write that word down because it's very key, familiar trust. Familiar trust is that someone doesn't have to be your best friend um, to actually trust you, but they trust you because they've been following you, they've been looking at you on social media, the information they've received from you in email has valuable. It's been valid. And so as a result, they may have tried something and it worked, or it may have been some type of motivation or encouragement, and they've heard from you frequently enough to where they have built a familiar trust of you in their mind. And when a person has familiar trust, they're more likely to be loyal, more likely to refer you to other people, to recommend you, to post information for you on their social media uh, accounts. They're just more of in your corner, and they like who you are and what you represent. And I have been so blessed over this 20-plus years in business that I have retained, I would say, about 90% of all of the people that I have met along the way, those individuals know who I am and they trust me. And so when I ask them to participate in something or to do something, I am very blessed that I get emails of people saying, yes, I can do this or I can do that. So, again, it is about that familiar trust. And so you've got to do Um, you've got to create a strategy or a system, a workflow system, so you can decide how you're going to communicate with your clients and our customers every day or every week or every month. That is just so absolutely key, okay? Because communication is the key to generating revenue. And when you create familiar trust, you've done it because you've communicated often enough. So what you guys have to figure out is based on my industry, based on the kinds of products I have or the services that I provide, how frequently should I be connecting with my current clients? And when I get a new prospect so that I can get them used to who I am and what I do, how frequently should I be connecting and communicating with them? But not only that, what is my process for immediately working with them to close them to becoming a client. That's very, very key. So, ladies, mark your calendar because we have more to come every Monday at 12 noon all this month. We're going to be talking about client uh, marketing and sales. So we'll continue this conversation on next Monday. Have an abundant and a productive week, and I look forward to talking with all of you. Uh, Remember, if you have questions, just send an email to 
uh, member support at womenaboutbiz.net, okay? Member support at womenaboutbiz.net. I look forward. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Okay, for those of you who are on the Facebook group, if you guys, um, I know that you're members of the Facebook group, but if you have not joined womenaboutbiz.net, make sure you go on there and, um, and actually join as a free member so we can stay in touch with you that way as well, okay? Take care, everybody. Love you with the love of God. I want nothing but the best for you, and I want you guys to really pay attention to the book, No Excuses. You guys get that book. That book is going to help change your mindset and how you look at things. Remember, you are your most valuable asset, and don't you forget it, okay? Bye-bye.